0: And we are live. I am your host, Kenny Dean. Welcome to the next episode of Let's Talk Law Enforcement. And I have my lovely, beautiful face of the franchise, as I call her, on the other end here. Well, come on, introduce yourself again, co host.
1: you so sweet. Good evening, Kenny. Good evening, everyone. I am Lakishna
0: Lewis. Welcome back. Hey, listen, first thing I want to do is uh give a shout out to the Nashville police officers that were involved in that um shooting down there and that actor shooter scene. And uh kudos to them. They did an outstanding job. And like I say, they deserve all the recognition um they'll get because it's Anyone has ever been on a um, shooting scene like that? We had a navy yard back here in DC, and um, that was one of thirteen. I thirteen people were killed that that morning, and I remember that like it was yesterday. So that was very chaotic. Those dudes uh, did an outstanding job. Did you get to see the video at all? No, none of it. it, it, no. it it's.
1: it's
0: yeah, it's um they did a they did an amazing job on that scene. They did an amazing yeah,
1: I, job. I, for some reason uh, I I was listening to some things about it on YouTube just yesterday, so I I haven't even really explored all the, you know, all of the circumstances surrounding everything. I've heard very little about it. I've heard about the suspect, you know, some very little very very I know very little about it. So, it's kind of hard for me to comment on it.
0: They did a hell of a job. And like I said, kudos out to them for um, taking down that threat. And, you know, again, they deserve um, all the recognition they get. And again, I'm sure they didn't do it for the recognition as part of the job. But under today's world circumstances and the stress and all the politics we work under, like I say, they did an outstanding job. So um, we'll move forward to that. So this is the question of the day on this podcast Um, there was a detective Sean and please correct me if like I say I missed anything that you have perspective on um, from that way up in Baltimore City and um, you know just let me know if there's anything that you know your opinion that not correct Mm -hmm. and you know even if I'm going over the line a little bit, you know, bring me back because all this is speculation from both of us. But we also have some, I would call, maybe hard evidence that leans towards um, one side or the other. So I'll, I'll leave it to you know the listeners to kind of you know ponder through that, but what's interesting to me is did the, the detective um i guess his 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 shooting was ruled a murder immediately mm-hmm. and then they came back and said whoa not so fast now i've never seen in in so many years Um, you know, having contact with homicide scenes and things like that. Now, the the medical examiner can come back, but usually they're pretty good at what they do when they make the, uh, you know, the initial, you know, determinations and stuff based on autopsy. Right. This one was one where they told him to take a second look, and that's where, to me, it's like, whoa, like, what did you guys miss at first right what what happened at first that we made this we ruled this a homicide Mm -hmm. and then we came back and said not so fast."
1: well you know um reading the i'm sorry but um you know reading the and i'm I'm going from the report from the independent review that was sent to baltimore city police commissioner um, they did their own independent review of the incident. And initially, that and we, we jumped the gun, former Baltimore City Police, but um, they, we jumped the gun and they assumed, I don't know if it was because they were looking at the exit wound or looking at, you know, just, just as um preliminary investigation of the scene and all the evidence they saw. And um, they assumed that the bullet wound was on the left side. And wow. since he was right-handed, they said, "Oh, it's no way that he could have possibly done this." So it was initially, "Oh, it had to be. It had to be a homicide. Somebody had to have done this. He could have, it couldn't be suicide." And that was the initial thought yeah, exactly. until uh, the medical examiner's report came back, and the the bullet wound to his skull, the back of his skull, was actually on the right side, and he's right-handed.
0: Yeah, ex- exactly. But how do you how do you miss that with so many homicides in that city? You know, um, how do you how do you miss
1: that? You know, and,
0: what and I mean? we, how do you miss
1: you, that? And we suppose and we're supposed to have some of the most experienced homicide detectives, and and we do nothing. I w- I don't want to take anything from the Baltimore exactly. City Police Department's homicide unit. Those guys with the amount of murders and that they deal with, I mean, they are to me they're exceptional. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Absolutely. I definitely don't want to take anything from them. But this was personal, you know, when one yeah. of your own is, you know, murdered or gunned down or something like this happens to one of your own. It's a little different. So yeah. I think a lot of it was they jumped the gun based on emotion, speculation. And then, you know, just the way everything just happened and they shut the neighborhood down. There was so much that happened. This was right after the, the Freddie Gray stuff. It was just so yeah. much going yeah. on. So yeah. I think that's how it happens. And nobody wants to think that their own, you know, took his own life and i don't believe that a lot of people knew of detective suitors involvement with the gttf
0: right 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 so
1: i know we'll get into that a little bit more um but, but initially i don't think I, I didn't know so i'm assuming a lot of other officers didn't know either
0: what was the detective's involvement with gttf
1: well uh, we did touch on it a little bit in our last um episode um, he was, he, he was part of the GTTF, he was in that squad, and apparently, you know, he, he was involved in an incident where there was some criminal activity being done in front of him, and he did report it, so let's be clear, you know, it wasn't that he was, um, one of the guy he wasn't on the same level as the guys that were arrested, you know, he wasn't actively carrying on the way the other guys were. I mean, these guys are just doing robberies and right. all kind of egregious acts against the public. But he was there when some criminal activity was happening. He witnessed it. Mm-hmm. He did report it. Um and part of what when they wanted to when they were talking about um having him give statements and testifying, part of the part of what came up was that, yeah, you reported it, but what did you do after that? So, you know, it's one of the, it's still that good old boy system where you report it. They moved him out of the unit and put him in homicide. So it's almost like, okay, well, I'm good. You know, I got out of the unit and I, I did my part. I said something to somebody. They <laughs> right,
0: right, I'm good. Right.
1: You know, and even came up. Um, and I, I want to say this. What I'm going to say is this is information that I received. All right. So it's nothing that's factual. It's information that I received. Um, that part of the attorneys. The prosecute the prosecute attorney's issue was yeah you reported it but what else did you do? Did you make sure that something else happened? You witnessed criminal activity right. from your own. And all you did was report it to a supervisor and get moved. Right. So it wasn't that they were thinking that he was, you know, as guilty as those guys, but it was also one of those things where you didn't do your due diligence and you didn't do what you were supposed to do to make sure that you know the information that you reported was dealt with properly i'll put it that way
0: right so what what was what was behind the uh i, I can't remember or recall what officer basically involved him in it but they somebody yeah, basically know. told told on him right and said that yeah he was involved in it what What was the reason for that well you know i mean they were already caught up so
1: yeah they were in jail when all this i mean like right. when you at the time of his uh murder slash homicide we don't we, I mean uh suicide um they were already arrested but I mean they knew he was involved he was a part of the unit so of course you know who's on the scene Kenny you know how it is you know yeah. when, when incidents happen they pull run sheets they pull yeah. you know yeah. all kinds of things yeah. so, so you know exactly who was present so right. they knew he was a witness they knew and and like I said he did report it and he was moved so he was cooperating he was given information, had his own personal attorney, and then he had the uh, the attorneys that were investigating um, the GCTF, the federal attorneys, that were, you know, they wanted a statement from him. And he did not want to give that statement. So it came down to, you know, his attorney kept trying to contact him um, all the way up until the date, that November 15th date. He was contacting him the day before. Contacted him today it was it was trying to get him to come in and give a statement and i don't i believe he knew he was not going to give that statement and his back was against the wall that's my opinion right right you know just so i can't even imagine what what was going through his mind i mean this man had a family you know short mortgage responsibilities and even if he wasn't going to lose his even if he wasn't going to go to prison he was still gonna lose his job and to lose your job with integrity yeah. as the mm-hmm. reason i mean come on your, your law enforcement career is done
0: done yeah you
1: know yeah. your reputation yeah. where are you gonna go after something like this
0: yeah especially with
1: that um yeah. you, you, feed, you know so and how do you tell your wife you know how do you look your children in the face and say you know I've been talking about integrity and, and doing the right thing to you guys and here it is I lose my job and I let you all down and we we can't celebrate Christmas you know because I'm yeah. gonna be I'm not gonna have money to support you all.
0: Yeah I, I I do believe that really took a toll because even even with the with the shooting or the homicide or murder whatever you know you, you think it is but the The detective that he was working with, they said he had he was a junior detective and he had never worked with him before. So he yeah. kind of like, he kind of like requested him to work. So it's kind of like he set, and I'm not going to say he set it up, but it was almost a perfect um, set of circumstances where this could have been carried out. It, even mm-hmm. with the, you know, the seconds, because looking at the report, it's like, all right, here are gunshots. But it was seconds. Uh-huh. When I think what six seconds, maybe they said at, at at the most, and I don't think anybody could get out of sight in six seconds from looking right. at the crime. You know, looking at those crime scene um, photos that that you know I did, and it's like, man, it, it's it's almost like he said, yeah, all right, I'm gonna take you out to this place. This is all set up, and uh-huh. you know, I'm gonna do it this way, and. It, it really looking at those photos and looking at the response of the officers, the, the first officer responded with his body cam. Like that was telling,
1: right. Yeah, Get His body over.
0: Yeah, exactly. Cause that is like. I think we, really, I think we um, should go
1: back a little bit. So I think we should go back and kind of paint this picture. Cause we we read the b- report and and actually I think we probably should link this report because it is it's the public can read this if we can somehow link this to everybody. Cause there's information that we know that the yes. exactly. And, and yeah, remember, the we talked about how the media when they get their hands on some information, yeah. once they put that information out, that's all the public remembers. They don't yeah. they don't get the follow up they don't yeah. get the you know the other reports that that contradict the initial reports that was put out to the media right so right, all right. they knew was that they got the initial report that he it was it was they they deemed it a homicide because of the way the evidence looked initially when the police department when BPD put the information out they put out incorrect information right and public that people are very emotional and here it is they don't want to believe that this this clean cut so they thought detective homicide detective was he just he there is no way he could have committed suicide he had to have been gunned down somebody set him up and then when it did come out that he was involved with the GTTF the public still didn't change their perception it became oh the GTTF murdered him him exactly
0: exactly Exactly. Exactly. and that that is very like that that's a very like mind-boggling thing because on one hand you know again when I heard about it I was like wow um that's that's pretty deep but then you know the more you looked into it or the more I looked into it or heard you know I'm thinking okay they haven't made an arrest in a nope. day or two or three or four Six. you know my mind started going in other ways because I'm like I know they ter- they tearing that city upside down on the- on that side of town. I know
1: oh, they, they shut it down I and mean, they shut yeah. that whole community down for six days. Yeah, and you know, th- and with such a high where they had what two hundred thousand dollar, two hundred plus hundred thousand dollar reward.
0: Yeah, yep. you know,
1: for, for, for and, and, and nobody came forward. Nobody. I mean, mm-hmm. you going to her mama to right. like, get their kids up for right. two hundred thousand dollars? Come right.
0: on, for fifty thousand, somebody would have told
1: <laughs> you know,
0: you know, or less so, than that.
1: So what I'm going to do, I'll tell you what, Kenny, I'm going to read some of these bullet points. And because I'm sure these are things that the public didn't know, because some of this stuff I'd heard, but reading it in the report is like, wow, okay, so that was true. So I'm going to read some of this stuff. For those who only heard the media reports and got the initial, you know, speculation about what happened, let me run these things past you and see if it may change some perspective. Mm -hmm. So in this report, First bullet, I'm going to just go down the list. A portion of the gun barrel was in contact with Suda's head at the time of the fatal shot was fired. We know. All right, so we know that he was right-handed and the bullet wound was on the right side of his head. The gun that killed Suda was consistent with a Glock, which was Suda's service weapon. Um. Let's go to that... His DNA was found inside the barrel of the Glock and on the surface, meaning that his weapon fired the fatal bullet and no other DNA was present. So then we have that. uh, Let me go to this one. All three. I'm sorry. All three spent casings found at the scene came from Souter's weapon. Now let's stop there for a second. Three showcasings, which means his weapon was fired more than once. I'm not going to say anything else. Okay, let me continue. Blood spatter was found on the inside of Suda's right shirt cuff, indicating that Suda's hand and arm were in a high position, as was the entrance wound at the time the fatal shot was fired. With blood being expelled into Suter's sleeve. Wow, yeah. So, and I'm um, the last point I'm going to make. There's a few others, but I'm I'm reading the most telling ones. Um, trace amounts of DNA, which may be attributed to the officers who found him, carried his body and transported him to the hospital. They were found on Suda's person. However, apart from that, no other DNA was found on him. So you know those things to me shed a little more light seeing it written out this way. And this is what this is factual. This isn't this isn't the things that we just thought and heard and word on the street or you know right. heard from other officers talking. This came from an independent report. This is evidence that they that
0: right.
1: contradicts a homicide, in my opinion.
0: Right, because physical evidence doesn't lie.
1: No. And then no there was other things matter. about, there was um, the autopsy also revealed there was no defensive wounds. Right. Um, there was no abrasions that would indicate a struggle of any kind. And you mentioned earlier when the uh, officer, the first officer on the scene had his body worn camera rolling. When they turned his body over, his gun was still, his his police radio was in his left hand. And he beneath him. So... I, I don't know, Kenny. I it, Part of me, when I first heard what happened, before I even heard any of this evidence and knew anything that happened, I guess just my, my gut or just me being a detective suicide. just said, "Nah, that don't sound right. Yes, yeah, it, it, it screams suicide. And then yeah. when you put all that together with his involvement, him not returning the attorney's phone calls, yeah. it gets down to the wire. And then there was also, and this is not in the report, but this came to my attention that at some point they discovered, they pulled his phone records and saw that he had Googled about um, benefits when you die in the line of duty. Yeah. And I don't know if the public knows that when an officer dies in the line of duty, oftentimes his family receives his salary. Right. They continue to receive his salary. So for a man that was facing termination, um reputation being ruined chances of finding another job in law enforcement pretty much zero i mean i would think sometimes you don't see a way out and he had to do what he felt he had it to do yeah, to too. yeah, yeah to, to have his family still be taken care of yeah that's my theory
0: yeah i mean it's mine too i mean you know what i mean because you add all that up and remember we just you know we looked at we looked at that report and um, it was independent and it was it was it was very telling because the facts mm-hmm. were you're like whoa 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 I mean they dive deep into yeah. his death even after action stuff you know Man,
1: it's a 207 page report yeah so There's a the, lot of information in here and it's, it was so much so that I'm reading through it. Like, like you said, wow. 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 Yeah.
0: wow. Yeah. So, you know, what, what puzzles me is the guys that got locked up in, in the gun task force again, what was there? Why would you reach out to say we have information? Cause if, if folks haven't heard yet, um, one, yeah, yeah, one member, that. yeah, one member of the GTTF reached out and said he had information on Detective Souter's death. Now, I don't know if um, what information he he can provide, but it, it to me again, it sounds like you know they're reaching, or somebody reaching to get out of jail early, or they're reaching for some kind of compromise or some kind of deal, right? But what information can you can you give unless it's like yeah he told me he was going to do this and even that would be you know kind of like hearsay at this point unless you have recorded phone calls and things like that and i'm sure the feds dug deep into their phone calls and phone records and everything else so That Well, you
1: saw in the report, they actually had the the text messages between he and the attorney, so they absolutely dug into his phone records. I mean, they pulled the text messages, phone call logs, you know, on the days leading up to um, this incident. So, of course. So, I'm I'm curious. I can't... I Honestly, I know it sounds crazy. I can't wait to hear what this detective is going to try to reveal um, in reference to Sean Suter's death.
0: So, let me ask you this. Do you think... He actually knew about all the uh, the stuff that the task force was doing illegally, or you know, it's one of them things where he just happened to be there. They did something, and he kept his mouth shut.
1: Well, for the time being. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't believe. No, we know he wasn't on every single um, call with them, and he didn't do. He didn't serve a lot, he didn't go on a lot of the warrant raids and all that stuff with them, but we knew at least one particular incident he was present for, and that's the one that he reported. And what I had to put, what I had to put together too, and I was talking, when I'm talking to people and I'm trying to have them really think rationally, take, take your emotion out of it for a second. Yeah, exactly. There were dozens of officers exactly. who testified against the GTTF members, who had information about their criminal activity. I mean, dozens of officers, even after these these guys were arrested, more indictments came because people were talking. Why would Sean Souter be the only one they would mm-hmm. murder? No, because yeah. everybody was like, you know, they had him murdered. They had him killed. They must have done it. They must yeah. have done it. Okay. Now, we know they were in jail, so they didn't do it personally. But even if they had it done, why would they only target Sean Souter when other officers were given information as well?
0: Right. Right.
1: Probably more damage. Huh?
0: I yeah, probably more damaging than anything uh you know, Suda could have um, probably told exactly. out his hat. Just, Suda
1: was literally a witness against them. I mean, it they so but there was other officers who were involved and other officers who witnessed things and gave testimony that was damaging. You're right. So why just target Sean Suda? Yeah. That was something that I had to think about. And I'm trying to get other people to look at it that same way. You know, before we all get emotional about it and start, you know, blaming, saying that these officers had him murdered and, you know, saying that all BPDs corrupt, you can't trust any officer. Because that was that's pretty much where all you guys are dirty. Y'all kill your own.
0: Yeah, everybody, pretty much.
1: Come on, I'll take being dirty. You know, I know that it happens. I I investigated corruption for 15 years of my career as a detective. So I know we have some unethical cops out there. But when they start saying y'all murdered y'all own, ah man, that take it to a whole different level. Yeah. That, that's yeah. that's something different, man. <laughs> you yeah.
0: know, that's, that's TV movie stuff. Now, yeah, I'm, I'm not to say it can't
1: Yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't accept that one. That one don't yeah. set right, you know.
0: Absolutely. So his it's family not, has no evidence to really support it. His family's not getting any benefits because they ruled it right because they re. I guess re-ruled on it. Because it was a homicide, but then they went back and what made it inconclusive.
1: Yep. So there's there's two separate investigations. And one pretty much said initially homicide. The second one came back well, from what I heard, they said suicide or then inconclusive. So from what I've heard, no, the 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 Baltimore police department hasn't paid out.
0: And so they think- probably, and they probably won't. I, I I mean, that's my guess, unless they get an attorney and not, not to say they have not And again, um, you know, we're not, we, we don't make light of his death at all. It's just a big question mark that fell on the city. And a lot of people were, were just, you know, dead set on that he was murdered by, you know, GTF, and he was set up by them. And mm-hmm. it was just, it was just for, for beat cops, street cops, and other detectives. You know, we all had that feeling like, mm, this just isn't right. Yeah. And we kind of knew, you know what I mean? It, it. Let me give you an example. It's kind of like when, what's his name, Jesse Smollett came out or Smollett came out and said you know, he got beat down and they called him this and that. You know, most people, most black people were like, uh, you know, we were like, mm, "All right, bro, come on, son, like, we gonna sit, we gonna sit this one out because you know." And then it came out, and everybody was like, eh, "Okay, well, we we told you." Now right. more evidence came out. The brothers, you know, the brothers out there, like, "Yeah, we were here. This happened. He told us to do this. Smack him!" And now everybody's like, "Wow!" But we knew. <laughs> You yeah. know, we kind of had that feeling, like, because mm, we had a gut feeling.
1: It's that and, same
0: feeling. Yeah, you had that same feeling here. It's yeah. like, man, I don't know, man. It's I, I feel bad because you didn't know which way to go with your emotions. It's like, okay, we we lost a detective, especially a homicide detective. They don't get killed. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, that right. <laughs> they, they go look for the killers, but they don't get killed. Right. And it was just very unsettling for everybody because it was like, Ugh. and then right on top of the GTTF thing, and yeah, then like you said, the Freddie Gray thing, you know, everything yeah. was going on in the city. So it was like, yeah. So, And I, I must yeah.
1: tell you, what, what really, what I, I felt bad for um Detective Vomenka, the, the yeah. detective that went out with him that day yeah. Yeah. You know, this is a, you know, he's a fairly new detective to homicide. You know, he's, he's going out with this detective, just trying to be a good partner. Right. And people even accused him. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you heard that stuff. They were like, yeah, that, 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 that white detective and set him up. White, right? He yeah. was a part exactly. of it. <laughs>
0: right. Exactly. I
1: remember. He, he, knew he, he, he knew his real partner was off that yep. day. So he yeah. went out. I'm like, oh my god! Yeah. So, so, so I I can't even imagine how Detective bamenka felt, you know, being accused of something like this. Because people, like I said, the emotions and the accusations just kept flying. And come on, man, to, to put that on that guy like that.
0: Yeah, and he's you know? never gonna. He's never going to like forget that. Like, he's that man traumatized forever, For, forever, forever. That's no getting around that, no. because you're always tied up with that with that case, you're always tied up with that day, and and yeah. you notice, being in a shooting, you never forget that moment, it can go for years, you never forget that smell, you never forget those sights, those sounds, and then on top of that, you're like, okay, I heard an officer yelling, you know, so you, he put him in that space of, hey, I right. need backup, I got somebody around here, don't move, and then you come around a corner and he's he's laying you know you hear gunshots and then you come around the corner and he's he's dead like right you know that that's
1: it's traumatizing yeah. it's it's, yeah. it's a trauma that nobody will ever understand unless you've been in that situation
0: yeah absolutely. and then they have
1: people accuse you of doing it after all of that
0: yeah yeah so i know he's you know he's never you know never going to be the same on that at all but i i'm i'm eager to to kinda hear what the GTF guys gonna say if they let him talk at all or you know, whoever he sent this letter to, he has information or whatever. And I'm I'm they 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 have to entertain him. Yeah. I think just based on because you never wanna, you know, overlook something. That may be something, even though you mm-hmm. know it's not. You know what I mean? You know that you interview somebody. Right. You, you like, can't
1: suppress evidence. You know, if somebody yeah. comes forward with something, you, you, right. you at least, you know, take a look at it and, you know, see if it has any validity or not. But I, I believe they're definitely going to give him a voice. I, I, I'm i curious to know which detective it is.
0: So. Yeah. And, and what, yeah, that's like, what could you say that you have information on his that? Like, yeah. you didn't, did you set him up? That's all about like that, that, beyond that. You can't really. It's not much you can say. You know what I'm saying. U- unless you want to try to bury that um, that man's name again mm-hmm. and say he was involved in some more stuff, which I don't. I don't see the purpose of that. What's the purpose, right? To, you yeah. know what I mean. To drag his name through mud or whatever. But I, you know, with the GTF group, I just think them them guys got so out of line and out of touch with reality that. They didn't care who was around because it was like, you're going to do, you know, you're either going to, you know, get in this group, join us, or, you know, we're going to roll you over. And mm-hmm. that's, like, that's the perception I got that you see this, so now you part of this. So what you going to do? You know what I mean? What you right. going to do? Yeah, yeah. What you going to do? You part of this.
1: I don't think They expected him to do what he did. I mean, he did the right thing. you know, people have their opinions on whether or not he did enough. The lawyers don't think he did enough. But I mean, I I try to put myself in that position. And like I said, I investigated uh, internal incidents for years. And I always try to put myself in the other person's shoes. And okay, so if I witness something, I tell my supervisor, you know, at that point, I feel like I did what I was supposed to do. I reported it. It should be on that supervisor or the person I reported it to, to take the next steps, so I'm thinking, okay, eventually internal affairs is going to call me down for a statement. Right, you know, exactly. So exactly. I don't know what he was thinking, or maybe he was happy that it didn't go any further. But I still feel like, you know, does, should he be absolved from wrongdoing for his involvement? I don't know. But he did report it to somebody, you know? And people always talk about how we sit and witness each other do crimes and we don't say anything. Really but is. officers do say things. We, we do. do talk. Mm-hmm. We do. We do report it, and I know for years, reports were coming through about the GTTF activities. People, they were planting guns on people. Yeah. People did report, the citizens did report them. They called internal affairs and gave information. Where did that information go? Why wasn't that investigated all those years? It didn't just happen once or twice. This had been right. going on for years.
0: Right, exactly.
1: You know, the department knew, but as long as those guys were bringing in guns, and making those arrests guns and money yeah he turned a blind eye to it until now until until it blew up
0: yeah guns and money and um the then commissioner he got that was kevin davis right was he said commissioner
1: well bats was there well should we no that's okay when they when it all blew up yeah it was davis was there but who was commissioner when it all started was it? I, that's what I'm trying to think. Who was? I'm oh, to wait, i think went wait. back to the in Barksdale days. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, wait, yeah. We're, we're
0: around 2015?
1: Well, what, I 2000? can't remember, but I, I, I do remember that they had just done a report on those guys, and they had gave them accolades, and they did a whole write-up about how this GTTF... Uh, the Gun Trace Task Force had gotten all these guns. And they were like heroes. They had right. the, the Sun paper did a whole article on the unit and <laughs> how well they were doing. And then, like a month later, <laughs> it all blew up. <laughs> yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. So, that, that's interesting.
1: Yeah, it's been a, it's been a serious blackout in the department for a long time. And just remember, we talked about we 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 covered the Freddie Gray incident and how GTTF was involved in stealing the drugs from the CVS so and then we we then we had the podcast on the g t t f itself and our thoughts on what you know went on there, and then you know how even I was a victim to their uh their deception and and, and corruption so yeah. it's like it' it's it all comes full circle how all this stuff that happened in that those few months ended up being related, and now yeah. we're talking about Sean Sewer's murder and how he had I hate to say entanglement. <laughs> he had involvement yeah, yeah. with the GCTF. So it's just this is yeah, it's like something out of a movie, man. And it's kind of like yeah, I was actually a member of this department. And to to be there when all of this stuff was going on.
0: It's kind of surreal. You were, it, you, were, it, uh, the,
1: you were a cast member,
0: piece. you were a cast member in that movie.
1: Man,
0: you, you know, were a cast member in that movie, because again, yeah. like they got over on that But see the thing is. They didn't just get over on you. They got over on the whole city and the whole department. So you can't you can't feel us. I mean, I know you do, but you can't feel a certain type of way. You know, but you feel you feel it. I know you feel it because it's like, hey, I'm a professional. This is what I do. You know, if you are wrong, you wrong (laughs) if if you make me right. I'm a I'ma help you. I'm supposed to be I'm
1: supposed to be good at detecting deception. Right. (laughs) Right. And I was deceived. (laughs) Right. But you know, man, it's all good. You know, I look back on it, it was it's part of my experience. And, you know, I had a great career, no regrets. So, you know, it is what it is. Like you said, I'm a cast member, is I mean we are now, we, now we're talking about it. You know, now we I can I can give you some insight on it and give the public a little insight. Hopefully the things that we covered tonight, you know, may have may you know give some information that people who initially thought that this was a murder. Um maybe they think differently yeah. I don't
0: know but you know I'm I gonna post
1: the um, I'm, the I'm link. gonna
0: I'm gonna do that link with you know the actual report so anybody that's yeah. listening can get a hold of and actually look through it and comment on it and things like that so I am gonna do that and then you know we can you know see if we get any quote I'm sure we do because again I got quite a few comments on all questions basically on when we were doing this exact episode because again if anyone by now doesn't know that's an HBO um mini series we oh, we, we, own really the,
1: that.
0: we own the city right we own yeah. the city and then it was a book what well, you you did you you read the book right did you read Yeah book?
1: I read I read both books there's um we own the city and I got a monster
0: okay that's it I gotta yeah, mark,
1: both I of know. them cover the GTTF and from two different perspectives. Okay, which is um, yeah, which yeah, there's is a lot great. of information in it. A lot of people don't know. But speaking of that HBO series, man, that also triggered a whole lot of people because of the way it ended.
0: Yeah, um, kind <laughs> of left know,
1: there. It, 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 yeah. it was like a cliffhanger, and yeah. again, that led to a whole lot of oh man, that's the, they did that wrong. I'm right. mad at HBO for putting it out there like that. Right. Right. That's why this this conversation is very important. It's, it's, it's important yeah. to have, yeah. you know. And but at the end of the day, I'm gonna wrap up and say, there's really we, we can talk about this and we can speculate. We can look at the evidence, and I have my opinion. You have yours. People have theirs. But at the end of the day, only one person knows what really happened, and they are no longer here. No
0: longer here to tell that story. Yeah, huh? you're right. Yeah. I appreciate it. And uh, real quick before we go like I said I got um a one sponsor so we're going to be giving away a $100 gift card next month but I right, we're going we're going to close it out on that and then the next episode we're going to try to do we're going to have the former commander of DC Police Department Police Academy on the line and um I want you there for that so folks stay tuned for that thank you for tuning in and making this podcast go higher and higher and higher. The ratings are getting, like, I, I, I'm i super happy with the ratings we're getting. And yeah. thank you guys for tuning in. And we're just going to get better and better. All right, Keith, I will see you. Thank you. And I'll be talking to you soon. All right. Good
1: night, Kenny. Good night, everyone. Good night.